Hello and welcome to episode 8 of Pop Fix, your weekly fix of pop culture news, gossip and reality TV craziness. My name is Marnie Dixit and I'm joined as always by my co-hosts Sam Rose Hello. and Katie Moore. Hello. Coming up, we're chatting about the tragic death of Kobe Bryant and we've also got our dating segment, which we've named Kiss or Miss and heaps more. But first, let's get into some quick bait where we give you our hot takes on everything that's happened in the entertainment world this week. Now, this might surprise a few Justin Bieber fans, but Selena Gomez has revealed in an interview with NPR that she was a victim of emotional abuse throughout her relationship with the singer. We were talking about it previously, Samma, you were like, I am not surprised. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that she had to deal with unfair emotional abuse from a guy who was open about the fact that he was heavily into drugs. He yeah. he was really disrespectful to women um, and he was abusing all of his relationships. This is what he came out and said. And what really hit hard for me was Selena said that she felt like she couldn't get any closure Yeah, because... I think just within a few months of them breaking up, he moved on and then he ended up marrying Hayley Baldwin. So Yeah, I know. I feel so sorry for her because, you know, those times when you're the girl that has gone out with the guy and then they're like, I don't want a relationship or I don't want this or they're just an absolute dick or whatever. And, for and then seven the years, next girl they go they to, go they get married, married yeah. and they're this perfect guy. And I feel like this is what's happened to her. And I feel really sorry for her. But also the fact that Justin Bieber said he was into hard drugs and he looks about 12. <laughs> yeah. When he was with Selena. Yeah. I don't get it. He was a child star, so like they 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 were just giving it to him. It was crazy. So yeah, like as Sam has said, he actually was quoted as saying that he was doing pretty heavy drugs, abusing all of my relationships, and being disrespectful to women. So it's really not surprising that Selena would come out and say. I wonder what he was doing to her or saying. Maybe. (laughs) I don't want to assume, but he does seem like his emotional state can take over everything. We've seen photos of him and Hayley Baldwin out and about, and and she's just consoling him because he's a mess. So I assume it's stuff like that. That's true. Well, I'm team team Selena. Oh, 100%. I just want this girl to be happy. We've (laughs) talked about it before on this podcast. Let her get a break. (laughs) Yeah, she's been through so much and just... just, Why do you think she's bringing it up now? That's the thing I want to know. Well, it's in relation to her song. Oh, yes. right. Yeah, okay. that's Lose the whole point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she was basically like, she said in an interview, no, I don't want to keep talking about this. but For the rest this, of my yeah, life. Yeah, but th- these are the reasons. But I will anyways. <laughs> well, but if you're an artist, then your art is connected to your relationship. And I guess... Well, that's the thing. She wrote a very personal song and people are going to ask her about it, especially because Justin is in such a public relationship with Hayley Baldwin now. Yeah. Um, but I wish nothing but the best for her. Oh, yeah, I think we all do. We're all her cheerleaders in a way. Yeah. Selena. Talking about music, this long weekend was Triple J's Hottest 100. It was. And this year it broke all kinds of records, including the first ever female solo artist to get number one, and that was Billie Eilish with her track Bad Guy. Yeah, mm. she just cleaned up, didn't oh, she? She did. Insane. She, like, she and was insane. She cleaned up at the Grammys. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that she, was insane. And she's 18. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, I don't know what I was doing at 18. Probably nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Literally nothing. Doing your homework. (laughs) (laughs) If that. Um, And so our producer, Andrew, pointed out that a majority of the hottest 100 top 10 musicians Mm. were female. And he posed the question, has female representation gone too far? And that spurred me on to find some statistics. And um, these come from the ABC. And it says, of the hottest 100 57 songs were from male artists or male groups 
29 were from female artists or female groups and 14 songs involved both male and female artists. So, Marnie, Katie, do you think female representation has gone too far? No. And no. I thought when Andrew asked this question, I was like, <laughs> of course a man would ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> also, as you said, there are still way more male artists in the Hottest 100. Yep. I did find it interesting that 56% of the voters were women and 42% were male. So... I don't know, guys, if you want to be in the top 10, vote more. Vote more. Well, that's, make, a pre- make that's, better a pretty, songs. that's a pretty even <laughs> split anyway. So, I mean, it's probably sort just... Sort of, it's like a 14% difference. Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. So, probably just the females did it better. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Better music this I year. I can't get over Billie Eilish. Like, I'm sure they, they were saying like it hasn't been since 1980-something that an artist has like cleaned up yeah, in terms so, of like... So many of her songs appeared. Hot 100 and the Grammys. Yeah. And it's just insane. Like, how is she... This well, big. I Why? Think, what I, is it about her? I, I I love her music. Yeah. It's so it's it's so like old soul, but again, she's only eighteen I and know. she's been writing since she was thirteen. And some of the stuff she's talking about, I'm like, oof, that hits deep. And she's just got this mind, I think, that can take a sound and make it sound beautiful in a haunting way. Yeah, mm-hmm. and her and her brother. Yeah. Famous? I probably Phineas. said that wrong. Phineas, that's oh, it. Oh, right. But she also created it in her bedroom, didn't she? Yeah. Which is a bit like Taylor Swift and a bit like oh, all these people that start true. off as little bedroom heroes and then... And she's still there. Boom. She still lives in that tiny bedroom, I'm pretty sure. Keeping it real. Yeah, keeping it real. <laughs> okay, so we've just gotten TikTok. Yeah. Our username is popfix underscore podcast, by the way. <laughs> Another short form video platform has been released and I I don't know how to keep up, guys. <laughs> yes. So it's Has pr- anyone else got social anxiety of the app, like apps? There's too and many stuff. things. I was I, never big on Snapchat because it was just an extra thing. And then when Instagram put up stories, I was like, Great, I don't need to go to yeah. like Snapchat anymore. I like it all in one place. Yeah. So what's this latest so about Byte? It's created Byte. by um, the Vine co-creator Dom Hoffman. And yeah, it's called Byte. And it's apparently been in the works for years. So it's not really, I wouldn't say it's a copy of TikTok or anything, especially because he created Vine. Mm. Vine shut down in October 2016 and TikTok was there to fill the void. And now Byte has come through. Because yeah, did, Vine, did Vine ever really get going? Because I remember Vine came out and there was so much hype around it. Because it was like, oh my God, you can make these little videos. And then it just kind of fell flat. I think, I think a lot of people got huge. famous from Vine. Yes, so um, the Jake Paul and Logan Paul did brothers Mendes were from get that. famous from that? Uh, possibly. Really? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's heaps of uh, huge YouTubers who started off there. Uh, Dave Dobrik uh, is another one. Yeah. Um, just looking at TikTok on the whole, it's worth yeah. $75 million. So to bring Jesus. something out like Byte wow. to compete against that, it's huge. TikTok is huge. And I wonder, um, this Dom Hoffman guy, since he did create the kind of the blueprint of Vine, how yeah. will he elevate it or change it? Because uh, I think at the moment, Byte doesn't have things that TikTok has, like filters, transition effects, audio mixing. Mm. Mm. But the the one thing it does have that TikTok doesn't is it has a revenue share program oh. for creators and it's oh. like a pilot program or something. So, so creators can mean? make money off their, their videos. Yeah, right. But I just, can we stop with all these it's apps? It's too much. I'm feeling stressed. Me too. I got a Byte account out. just so I could look at some of them. And the main thing I noticed was that a lot of the, the best performing Bites yeah. are making fun of TikTok. Oh, really? And they're like, it's like a, it's like a war. Like, it is. Bites. 
And so if you want to be popular on Byte, guys, here is my little suggestion. Don't do anything that you would put on TikTok because it's not cool apparently and definitely don't do any dances. So what do, you do, what do you do on Byte then? Like a lot of them are like short comedy videos. And like Vine uh, was. Exactly. That's yeah. what Vine was. And Vine is still so memorable today. There's so many Vine snippets that I still watch really? on YouTube. God, it really passed me by. I yeah. was like, oh, what is this? Just go on YouTube. <laughs> That's yeah. I remember thinking that. I was like, oh, well, well that, vlogger. That, that might be it. So do you think Byte will just, people will just be like, oh, who cares? We've got TikTok. Or do you think Byte will <sighs> surpass then, it? I don't know. Because it's like everyone jumps on the new thing. So everyone's on TikTok now. But then TikTok's at the moment not a revenue share, right? It's no. not. I think people have to be more creative with Byte because it's only six seconds. Mm -hmm. And I think you can mm. get some really funny things in that time. Mm. It's so more for like performers yeah or music you could maybe get more comedy coming out of that yeah. and then tiktok's kind of like look what i can do i can do this dance i can do a handstand i don't know which i used to love scrolling on tiktok i could while away the hours but <laughs> now it's just all looking the fucking same yeah exactly or yeah. everyone trying to well, do don't a you, dance don't you find that everyone just like falls into the same like pits on social media so there's one thing on instagram that does really well and then people all yep. do the same sort yep. of content like this shot and this shot and totally. it's really then hard to find original stuff yeah it's really weird totally. like and then that's what becomes popular then everyone just recreates it which, which i just find so really boring, strange isn't it? it's boring i'm always like i want to find people that are doing actually something different or breaking the mold i think everyone needs but to like have a day where they just don't use the internet at should all should we just have a day when no one uses social media yes. and just see what happens yes and see what ideas spark in people's brains because clearly people are like starving for creativity so that's yeah, why they people go on these apps. It. Yeah, yeah people want people creativity want it. but they're all just copying each other trying to do dances and sometimes and it's stifling your creativity because it's when you're just going about your day and doing other stuff without your screen that suddenly really cool ideas come to you mm. yeah totally speaking of creativity a while ago tina fey announced that she'd be turning mean girls which is that not one of the best movies yes. of all time, into a stage musical. But now she's saying that she's turning that musical into a movie. So I'm a bit confused, but... <laughs> is it a musical or is it a movie? It's, it's a musical movie. It's a oh, like Oh, like Hairspray. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. exactly like that, yeah. So she said in a statement, I'm very excited to bring Mean Girls back to the big screen. It's been incredibly gratifying to see how much the movie and the musical have meant to audiences. I've spent 16 years with these characters now. They are my Marvel universe and I love them dearly. So will you guys watch it? Yes. I'll watch it, but I'm so nervous that it won't be like, good. Who are they going to get it? Because they were talking about who, who would be in it and Amanda... Seedfried, who plays one of the plastics, she's the one with the boobs that does the weather. Yes. You know, what was her name? Can't remember her name. Now but I've she's forgotten. like, oh my god, it's a high chance of raining, and she's like, there the is slutty an eighty-five percent chance yeah. that it's already raining. Yeah. Um. So she's already done musicals like Les Mis and Mamma Mia. So they were like, well, she'd actually be perfect for it. And then it's quite funny. I was reading the article, and they said, well, Lindsay Lohan would definitely try and. Oh, she would. She would definitely be begging try Tina Fey. <laughs> I don't know. I think Tina Fey would be like. Get in, Lindsay. You're hilarious. <laughs> maybe, People um, love seeing you. Maybe like she see could be back on the screen. Tina Fey's role and maybe Amanda Seyfried could be Regina's mum. 
I don't know, guys. I'm kind of sick of movies at the moment because they all feel like <laughs> if they're not like remakes, they're just like an, another addition they're to already, exi- already existing movies. Yeah. And I just, again, it's this whole like, I want originality from, from creators now. Yeah. And like, I get it, Tina, this is Tina Fey's baby, but maybe just let it be. Yeah, I agree. I'll be eating my words once I watch this yeah, musical. Yeah, it could be, it'll be awesome great. though. Aren't you but intrigued? I am intrigued. More than anything, I'm intrigued. I just don't want to see it flop. I just don't want to see it go down the toilet and i'm annoyed i hope they get um that guy back that played the friend and was like damien yes <laughs> i want my pink show back <laughs> yeah. i want my picture back speaking of things getting made into movies taylor swift's yes. netflix documentary miss americana is about to drop Ooh. and if you guys remember she announced this doco while telling the world about her dramas with scooter braun and her not being able to use her old music or performances for the project which ended up actually not being a thing will you guys watch this one yeah no. so why not <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> it's, it's coming out on the 31st of jan for anyone that's interested not summer but it will drop on netflix <laughs> and in select theaters on jan 31st and i actually watched the trailers today yeah and i'm really intrigued because i'm i'm not like a massive taylor taylor fan mm. i do like some of her music not her old stuff <laughs> but some of her new stuff i do like yeah but i find her a really intriguing character what's intriguing about her I, well, A, all her breakups. <laughs> you know, like the girl has broken up with a lot of people very publicly. So yeah. just like what kind of character she is. I mean, I know I'm single, so I can't exactly talk, but that's really intriguing. And I don't know, there's just something, about, I just can't work her out. There's just something about her that I you want to understand? I can't work her out. Yeah, that's okay. what it is. I just can't figure out whether she's genuine, whether she's not, whether... She's a nice person. I just don't know. Mm. So that's what draws me in. I don't think she's heaps genuine. So that's why I I'm like, agree. I don't want to watch it. I, and she, I, mm. I, she seems a bit young to have a, like a documentary yeah. about her. I know she's done a lot in her career so far, but when she's 60, I want to know what's happening when she's <laughs> 60 and she can talk about the past well, 40 she's years. she's so vanilla. I, I think because <laughs> in the documentary when I was watching the trailer, she was talking about how she took time out to just not be in the limelight for a bit and because I people like she had to reinvent her whole character because she was like who am I this was right after the Kim and Kanye yeah um, scandal. like who am I she was doing damage control after she I know, was caught she just out didn't go lies. anywhere <laughs> and now she started to be more open with her political opinions as well which she didn't used to be because she was scared of what people thought and she wants to uncensor herself and Look, maybe we can watch it. I'm going to watch maybe it. Maybe not summer, but we can um, chat about it next well, week. Well, if you maybe. two are going to watch it, I'll have to watch it. Let's watch it. it. We okay. can chat next week. Yeah, done. Okay. Can I get drunk while yeah, we watch it? Okay, definitely. sweet. We'll be back in just a moment with the pop report for a chat about the heartbreaking death of one of the world's most popular sporting stars. I'm, of course, talking about Kobe Bryant. Also, don't forget that there are a number of ways that you can interact with the shows online. We have a Facebook group, which you can find if you search Pop Fix Podcast. We're on Instagram and Twitter, and we're at Pop Fix Podcast there. And then we have a little baby TikTok account, and you can find that if you search Pop Fix underscore podcast. Welcome back. I'm Marnie, and I'm here with Sam and Katie, and it's time for the Pop Report, which I normally love, but today we're talking about the very sad loss of Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gigi along with seven other people in a helicopter crash just this week. Yeah, it's it's pretty heartbreaking news, really, because you think about his wife, Vanessa, and it's been really complicated seeing the way people are remembering him online. So yep. I, I personally found out about it through 
Roxanne Gay. Uh, she's an author. I found out about it on Twitter. And she wrote something along the lines of, uh, grief will be complicated in this situation, but her heart goes out to Vanessa and the three surviving children. And I was like, complicated? What do you mean? I this, saw something similar. This man was huge in the basketball mm. um, community and even wider than that. And I did not know this. It happened in 2003. We were too young. We were too young. We wouldn't have known. And like social media wasn't a thing. No, exactly. And many people, I think, want to remember him for his good side. But in 2003, he um, raped a woman at a a resort, I believe. Yeah, hotel he was staying at, yeah. So it's it's something that I I read and and went further into and it, it was really quite shocking to read Mm. and it made me think I think one of the Twitter comments on Roxanne Gay's post was if you're a feminist you can't cherry pick he was a rapist Mm. and it's just such a complicated it made me feel so weird because of course the first thing I I felt so sad especially for the families of everyone affected and then I saw a similar Facebook post about the guy was saying you can't celebrate the death of a guy who also had his 13-year-old daughter with him. And I was like, why would anyone celebrate it? And then I saw the same thing. And I was just, I didn't know how to feel because obviously since 2003, it feels like he's tried to do a lot to change who he is or at least the perception of him. And he is loved. He's so loved. Yeah. Well, the way I came into this as well, I didn't really know much about Um, him as a person or a sports star but the first thing when I was kind of reading up about it was about this um, because it was a journalist from the Washington Post that originally um, had tweeted um, about him and she tweeted something about the case and then the comedian Bridget Fassetti um, came back saying this is gross a woman lost her husband and child today kids lost their father and sister children all over the world lost their hero people are grieving maybe give it a day before you trample on the memories of the deceased and um, now all the staff have kind of gone into a bit of a revolt and this journalist has been getting death threats and stuff on her do you think that she should have been suspended for sharing the article because the article that she shared was the first one that I read when I googled it and it was titled Kobe Bryant's disturbing rape case the DNA evidence the accuser's story and the half confession and I think that's on the Daily Beast and I believe she was actually suspended for sharing that yes she Um, was yeah yeah whether or not she should have been that's that's such a difficult question um because the, I think the journal tweeted that any public public figure should be remembered in their totality, yeah. which I agree with. I agree as well. Um, yeah. he, he should be remembered in that way. Um, but from experience as a journalist, it's not our job to judge whether or not someone's guilty, innocent, mm-hmm. bad or, or good. Um, you just present the facts in a digestible way. Um, but I think if she violated the social media policy at her place of employment then she should be under investigation right but he the other thing that really is complicated for me is the fact that Kobe Bryant did apologize publicly he said through his lawyer (laughs) through his lawyer yeah he said although I truly believe this encounter between us was consensual I recognize now that she did not and does not view this incident the same way after months of reviewing Discovery, listening to her attorney and even her testimony in person, I now understand she feels that she did not consent to this encounter. So in it my eyes... It is kind of a half apology almost. I can see where yeah. the headline comes from. But it's it's also a an admission that yeah. 
that something he did happen that, and he, that she he I guess he thought he didn't rape her but he's acknowledging yeah. the fact that she felt raped mm. so it's so complicated yeah. so this journalist I think yeah maybe should have waited a little while but to be suspended for it mm. Yeah, that's, it's, that's quite, it's, quite, it's really interesting as well to see the celebrity tweets. Like most people have come out in huge support, like Barack yep. Obama, Taylor Swift, like so many people supported. But there was one tweet that I picked out by um, Evan Rachel Wood. Oh, I don't know yes. if you guys saw yes. this, but she tweeted, what has happened is tragic. I am heartbroken for Kobe's family. He was a sports hero. He was also a rapist. And all of these truths can exist simultaneously. Yeah, I just oh, thought wow. it was really interesting that that's what she came out with. Yeah, she ha- she does have a point. Like because yeah, he was a great man in some respects, and he did a fucked up thing in another respect. Um, I think we can still admire him for all the great things that he did do, and you know, he seemed to be an amazing father. He loved to be. He loved being the dad of daughters specifically, mm. and I think that or well, since two thousand and three, hopefully he. Redeemed. Sort of I suppose it's like that question, isn't it? If you've made a mistake in your life at some point, should that always be held against you? Yeah, it's especially as you say, Marnie. He's a, he's a father of like four. Well, yeah, four yeah. daughters. And my heart really, really breaks for Gigi. Yeah, um, she was on her way to to be a basketballer. Yeah. Um, we actually have a clip I, I really would like to play. Do you think your daughter might want to play in the WNBA? She does for sure. She does? I, I don't, I mean, this, this kid, man. She's Wouldn't like, that be great? Dude, man, I, I'm telling you. The, be, the, best thing, the best thing that happens is when we go out and, and, and fans will come up to me and she'll be standing next to me and they'll be like, hey, you got to have a boy. You and V got to have a boy, man. You have somebody carry on the tradition, the legacy. She's like, oh, yeah. I got this. <laughs> you know, that. I got like, that's right. Yes, you do. You got this. So that was Kobe Bryant talking to Jimmy Kimmel. That and honestly, it breaks my heart. I could have cried just then. Like, that was... Yeah, oh, so he was sad. just so proud of her. And, yeah. and the fact mm. that he was like, fuck that. I don't need a son to carry on my legacy. My daughter is going to do it. Mm. She, but, yeah. yeah. I suppose it's hard. It's a contradicting situation. But yeah, it's such a... It's difficult. It's difficult that, yeah, if you're in the public eye and, you know, these things might get dragged up and <laughs> it's hard. I almost am tending to agree with the Evan Rachel Wood quote in that a tweet, you know, in someone's life, they can, there is, like, they can be remembered for all these aspects. Like, a human nature is not just one thing, often. Yeah, I agree. And I think what really matters is if he tried to heal the situation yeah. with that woman because I think there was even this... um. Uh, Facebook posts. I don't know if you saw it from Clementine Ford. Yeah. Um, who basically said along the lines, I think she quoted someone and said along the lines that, you know, while he may have affected people in such a great way, he also affected someone in, in an awful way. So I really don't know how to approach this. I don't know how to approach this with grief or yeah. with. Well, I, I, so, think, I think the hardest thing is for, for the daughter, GD. Hmm. Like, She's completely in, you know, not, you know, but she was just a child. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And of course, the other people who lost their lives, I think it was a, a, a yeah. father, a mother and a child. And yeah, two siblings left. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting, like, obviously, the police report's going to come out about the helicopter that, you know, wasn't even supposed to go up. Is that right? The fog was just really yeah. heavy and I don't think it was. I mean, that's, well. yeah. And I don't know if you saw those images of um, other Lakers players. Oh, man. Just yeah, crying. and Nick at the tennis. 
Yeah, Nick Kyrgios. Yeah, he wore the Lakers, Lakers jersey. jersey. He was crying as he walked on court. He, he, I think he was a big figure for a lot of sports people as well mm. in terms of like his work ethic, how he approached the game. and It's interesting as well because I think that a lot of those supporters just don't know about this case because no. I was talking to my boyfriend and I was like, oh, yeah, but then I felt a bit weird when I read the news about the rape and he was like, "What? what's that? Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, I don't want to ruin anything for you. But... Um, <laughs> But going back to the basketball games, basketball mm. games were still held and some players had only just found out before they stepped on the court. You're kidding. And um, so Kobe's number was 24, one of them. And in the NBA, there's a 24 hour, sorry, 24 second shot clock. So you have to make a shot within those 24 seconds. So most teams, both teams, when they had the ball for the first you know, minute, would just walk the ball down and not do anything so that they violated that rule as a sign of respect yeah that's that's huge because he had such a what i read he had such a well-rounded basketball career yeah he he excelled in almost every aspect of Mm. basketball and even (coughs) better than that he has like a he has mamba he created mamba sports academy Mm. because his nickname was black mamba so I, I didn't know about that either. Interestingly, the mm. Black Mamba thing, I think that he made that alter ego after the rape case as a way really? to like oh, fight really? back and like not re- fight back, but yeah, to like come back stronger. And, yeah. Exactly. Also, he created it after I th- 2003. I think that's, that's what I read somewhere. Um, so but that's interesting. So for the, the horrible thing that he did, I think he did try to redeem himself. Yep. And he's he's made, like there's even a women's performance summit. He He's done so much for for children and the WNBA he has always been so supportive of the WNBA and so Mm. many men aren't like it's insane you go on Twitter and you see anything about WNBA by men and it's just scathing it's horrible and he was always such a big supporter of that moving on to another story that's not great we've uh it's time for sick sad world and this story genuinely makes me feel sick So, pedophile survivor Grace Tame and former Australian of the Year Rosie Batty are slamming the Australia Day Honours and Awards Secretariat for appointing hashtag men too advocate Bettina Arndt uh, as a member of the Order of Australia for her services of, and I quote, gender equity through an advocacy for men. And by the way, this is Australia's third highest civic honour. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, wow. Let's just, like, call it what it is. It's not gender equity. It's um, men are having a bad time at the yep. moment. She's all for men. Let's reward her. Let's show that, you know. I think she's totally and utterly deluded. So you might like remember every her. Every quote I read from her, I'm like, what are you even saying? And she's a sex therapist. It's not saying yeah. What she's saying is just not sane. No. Mm. It's, a crazy, it's what a crazy person would say. You might remember her because in 2018, she came under a lot of fire for giving a very sympathetic interview to twice convicted pedophile Nicholas Bester, who groomed and sexually assaulted then 15-year-old student Grace Tame, who I mentioned before. I actually went to school. He was my teacher at school. What? My chemistry teacher. Oh, my God. I just, how do you oh feel? Oh, my God. When, when we found out, I remember my younger sister told me she was in Grace's year at school and Whoa. we had just moved to Sydney then and we were just shocked. But at the same time, he was always a bit weird. So it didn't seem that... Did you get weird vibes? I did get weird. I kind of thought that he was obsessed with my older sister. She was She's six years older than me. And so he taught at the senior school and I was at the junior school when I first met him and he was like, oh, Miss Dixit. The sister of the great Shreya Dixit, 
whom I taught. And Aww. I was like, oh, yeah. He talked like that? He did. And then one time he came up to me and he was like, ah, now uh, have you got any more of that dope? And I was like, what? what the hell? Like, have you got, did you give him dope? What does that no, question mean? I was the, str- like such a straighty, like. <laughs> Straight low student. Yes. I, so I just looked at him and I was like, oh, what am I meant to say to a teacher that's joking to me about drugs? How does that make you feel now? Because to me, warning bells, that's him being like, great, I'll get a way to socialize with her by be- getting Maybe. drugs. Is that what I mean, you like, had? Did he directly teach you? Yeah, he did. Yeah. And what was that like? Wow, he, he was he was eccentric, but like nothing weird ever happened, like in the classroom, except for those that weird thing about the dope. Yeah, like that was weird. Did you guys talk about him in school about how weird he was? Do you know what? Not really. So it he was it no. was it a shock when you found out about Grace? Like when I found out that it was her and that I knew her, that yeah. was a shock. Yeah. But I guess you know gave it a bit more time and you're kind of like, well, Mr. Bestel was a weird guy. And now that you're saying that about the dope and like socialising with people, like we're getting off topic, I'm sorry, but yeah, it was weird. Yeah. And so she was super sympathetic to him and he was also found with 28 pieces of child pornography and was re-arrested in 2015 for production of child exploitation material when he boasted on Facebook about how awesome it was and that other men would be envious. What? what the hell? So, I just in, cannot believe. But in the interview, Bettina took his side and accused Grace of engaging in sexually provocative behaviour and that schoolgirls shouldn't exploit their seductive powers to ruin the lives of men. And uh, the other thing she said is, like, um, some girls will use their seductive weaponry, if you will, and uh, sensible teachers will run a mile, but other teachers fall victim. Yeah, vulnerable oh men. them the victim and this fucking gets yeah. my blood so Marnie, boiling. Did you feel that in that situation you were, you know, you were like a teenager, right? So you didn't know how to take that comment. No, I had so no idea. So you're not like some sort of seductress no. that's thinking, oh, oh I can yeah. use this to my advantage. 100%. Or, yeah, that was definitely what I and, was and doing. And also I'm guessing he was probably an older guy, not yeah. necessarily that attractive. Oh, I mean, why no. would some girl no, like and from my, wanting no. to engage in a relationship with him? And from my understanding is he, he groomed Grace? Yeah. She, um, I read in um, a news.com.au article, so her mum was pregnant at the time and so he was kind of telling her, oh, well, when mums are pregnant, you know, they're not going to, they don't care about you. And she also um, had an eating disorder and things. She was in hospital. He tried to visit her in hospital. What? So, oh. So a classic case of targeting probably quite a vulnerable girl at that time. Yeah, 100%. She was so young, 15. That was another thing in the interview with Bettina, he said something like, you know, oh, well, if she's 17, but then at the stroke of midnight, she becomes 18. It was illegal that day and not uh, legal the next day. And Grace actually, um, I, I'm not sure if it was on Facebook or something or maybe news.com.au. She said, I was 15. It wasn't the stroke of midnight and he was my teacher. Yeah. Yeah. And regardless, facts someone in power, facts. if you're, you know, a student of a teacher... Yeah. And Whether taking it's advantage high school of that, yeah. or university, even if it's there's university, still power yeah, and balance. there's power yeah. in play there, and yeah. you know, you know when it's consensual, and you know when it's not. It's I, the fact that you mentioned Grace. She also spoke out about Bettina aren't being rewarded. Yeah. Uh, 
this fucking reward apparently and she said grace said i believe that honoring someone who actively defended a pedophile on a public platform is a blatant example of the protracted systemic moral corruption that still hampers our society and she's fucking nailed it she really has she's such a smart girl yeah, she seems it. Yeah. She really seems it. Because I don't know if you get this sense from the, the government. I get the feeling that they don't, they don't give a fuck about women no. and women's rights. It, that's like they've literally just given this award to someone who is yeah, saying. Who decided this award? I think it goes to like a board and then like, because anyone can nominate anyone. But then that like the board kind of people have to then do their own research on the person and then decide I sometimes on their feel own. like in Australia, and I don't know if you guys agree, but sometimes I think, like compared to obviously England, sometimes when I came here, I do notice, especially in certain parts of Australia, where there's this kind of slightly backward attitude where women are a little bit more objectified, where yeah. um, men, you know, there's more... Um, kind of gender roles it's not as forward thinking that's something I noticed from when I came here I'm not saying not so much in the cities Mm. but definitely certain parts of Australia I've heard other I've had conversations with other people about it as well and there's a mentality where boys will be boys there's a mentality where boys will be boys women are seen a certain way and it's just not as extreme in the UK it's like there's a bit more forward thinking there Mm. um it's just something I've personally noticed and had some conversations with people about as well I I don't know what you guys if you guys feel that as well or I I think I think you're you're 100% correct and if anything our government reflects that it's a bit old-fashioned in some ways I'm like mm. what the heck yeah it is and the fact that we can have Tony Abbott appoint himself minister for women and he talks about fucking ironing it's like come on what what, what era are we in exactly (laughs) exactly I, I can't and the thing is like a woman can sit down with a convicted pedophile who said he even said himself he should have done the time for the crime mm-hmm. and she can sympathize with him it just shows that there's this weird kind of fucking brainwashing going on and where's here. her logic coming from I, I don't, don't understand and she's a sex therapist so she gives like therapy to people around sex well, I don't want her therapy exactly Jeez. do you know so this is another thing that really made my blood boil in 1997 she defended a Canberra doctor who molested multiple patients, including a 12-year-old girl, and she argued that he shouldn't be charged over the molestations because in another context, it would be seen as, and I quote, a loving and pleasurable act. Oh, get fucked. Oh, my get God. Get absolutely I know I'm, fucked. I'm looking at Sam. I read this as well, and I just thought, are you actually kidding me? Is she just, is she saying it just to get attention or something? Because I don't think a sane woman or a sane person would say these things. I I wonder if something traumatic happened to her and this is her way of coping or some shit like on it. It's bizarre. Or is is she just, does she just have no empathy and no emotions and she just does this because she wants attention and wants. But she completely sympathizes with men. That's No, but it's like, she's just, it's almost like, does she just not care and she's saying it to get reactions? I don't know. Because it's. I assume if she went into the line of work that she did, that she wants to help people. Help. But how, how is making a statement about a doctor molesting a 12 year old going to. Absolutely deluded, I think. Um, Well, journalist Cheryl Moody summed it up quite well by saying, giving Bettina Arndt this award is like giving Pauline Hanson one for promoting racial equity and George Pell one for child safety. Arndt's work is not about gender equity. It's misogyny-driven hate designed to keep women barefoot, pregnant and tied to the kitchen sink. She added, because nothing says gender equity like a powerful woman with a platform laughing with a repeat male child rapist about his young female victim using her sexuality to trick him into abuse, right? 
Oh my god, she, that's so. That is, she summed it up perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. Put a bow on it and everything. And let's not forget, George Pell has the highest order that you can get uh, as an astro. Yep. And whatever the fuck it's called, who cares about this? Honestly, if it's got people like her and George Pell with these awards, do you even? Well, want that one of then it's very frightening, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is frightening. That's very frightening. That's exactly right. All right, after those very sad stories, it's time to take a quick break. We just wanted to remind you guys to rate and review the show if you haven't already because it helps us so, so much and we'll love you forever, just like Riley Rose did. She said, love you guys, good banter and great topics. A must listen for your pop culture fix. And uh, we like to think so too, so please give us a rating and a review. It's finally time for our new favourite segment, Kiss or Miss, but this time it's not actually based off Katie's dating experiences. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it's instead come from a piece of research from the website Illicit Affairs, which, if you don't know, it's a dating website for people who want to cheat on their partners. Oh, yeah, I did not know. Yeah, <laughs> so basically they did some research recently um, revealing um, the, the excuses that cheating partners use most. So I'm going to the gym... It's actually one of the top excuses for women. At like for 3 women. So I'll, I'll oh. tell you women's top 10 cheating yeah. excuses. Going to the gym, night out with the girls, working late in the office, socializing after work, walking the dog. That one I was surprised about. How long does it take to walk oh, well, the damn dog? Apparently, well, it could be a long walk. Shopping, that's a good one because seeing relatives, meeting best friend. Gone for a beauty treatment. Oh, my God. <laughs> and playing sport. Playing. So I'm just going to go mm. play some sport. Yeah, and then <laughs> I'm going to play a sport with and a ball. The men's top <laughs> cheating excuses are watching football. I mean, standard. Playing golf. Working late in the playing office. Playing golf. Like, how old are these people? I guess they're... Yeah, they're golf m- game's long, though. Think about it. And you can mm. go off for the weekend. Oh. Working late in the office. Socialising after work. Boys night out. Isn't that the old classic? Walking the dog again. Again. Walking the that. dog. Going to the gym. Playing sport. Meeting best friend. And seeing relatives. I mean, so, clearly these people don't live together. Because if they're, they're like, going to go walk the dog. And they come into the living room. The dog's sitting on the couch. Like, what the yeah, fuck? How does that yeah, work? So going to take the dog. <laughs> <laughs> and so what the dog just sees all this cheating or what <gasps> oh, the I know. poor innocent creature well so I mean touch wood as far as I know I've never been cheated on but I was going to ask the question you know have you guys ever had a cheating experience and are you uh yay I take them back or nay no way ever I've never had a cheating experience and I would be very quick to be like, no way, I'm not taking them back um, because if they've done it once, they'll probably do it again. But then just now I just put myself in my own shoes in this relationship that I'm currently in and it's almost been four years. And And does he want the dog? (laughs) (laughs) We don't have a dog, thank God. Um, And yeah, it would be really hard. Obviously, because we've been together for a long time, it would make it even harder. Yes. And whether I can make the decision to just like, you know, ignore this future that we've been talking about and well, I don't know. Yeah, it is hard because I'm like in the same boat yeah. as you. I've been with uh, my fiance almost four years now. Yeah. Um, but I, I do have a cheating story and looking back on it, it's actually quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. At least um, you can laugh about it. Because he had a good, ex- uh, not a good excuse. Better than this lot. <laughs> Funnier than this lot. Yeah. So um, it wasn't like a hugely serious relationship. It happened when I was a teenager. So when I was 14 or 15, I was dating this guy and he decided to go on a va- vacation with my best friend, um, 
um, who lived in the apartment a few stories above me um, and his best friend and this other girl. Um, and I so wasn't allowed to go. My oh, parents told I was going to say, he didn't invite you? Yeah. That is, what? what a dog. No, I, I was invited, but they were going. So we were living in Malaysia at the time, just to sidetrack. And um, they were going to go to Thailand via this train route, which was oh. actually quite famous for... Um, people smuggling basically they oh my would find God. Uh, yeah what? pretty fucked so my parents were like no way you're not going on that train um so there was there was no self coverage where they were going um, so i ended up catching up with my best friend when she got back and uh she told me he hooked up with this random girl that came on the trip <gasps> what? Um, and then they hung out in his tent or something and i was pissed like of can course. you picture yeah. like you a 14 year old yeah, yeah. exactly so i confronted him i think on the phone and he he was on the phone he was like oh I'm, I'm I'm so sorry but I I had to I'm like well, what do you what? mean you had to <laughs> and he said his best friend dared him to either make out with this girl or kiss a tree what <laughs> the actual what? fuck <laughs> and a <I> was- tree <laughs> Well, obviously kiss the tree hello <laughs> well that's what I said he's like I'm not gonna kiss a tree it's gross uh, wow. So that was that was his excuse. Yeah, we broke up. Did that, that, was not, devastating. Did that not affect you years later? Because I, I I think for something like me, if that were to happen to me, I would be absolutely devastated because it's just the portrayal. Well, that that instance didn't affect me too much. I was pretty pissed off. Like he was my first love, but we did get back together. On oh, his so that so you answers that you question. Would forgive him then. And more shit happened. Well, there we go. Because a cheetah doesn't change their spots. No, they do not. And so this was this was back in the day when we all still used MSN Messenger. Yeah. Um, and a couple of my friends had it out for him. They didn't like him after what happened, which is fair enough. I was an idiot, so in love. So I got back to him, got back with him, and they are very good friends. Um, so they ended up catfishing him. Um, oh, to, to see if he would do it again. This is the one time where I don't mind catfishing. Well, oh. well e- exactly. So they pretended to be, uh, I think, oh, I can't really remember, but I think it was like a cousin of one of my friends in right. town. So they were chatting to him and she apparently they were just like, um, the cousin was down to fuck. <gasps> and what? Fi- anyway, go on. Yeah. And he said, sweet, let's do it, but keep it on the down low oh. until I break up with Sama. Wow. Um. They like instantly, they were like, bitch, we got you. We've got proof. Oh my God, Summer, surely this is, I I would be heartbroken. We'll we'll get, we'll get into that. Oh Um, shit, there's more. The next day they, they rock up to school with like wads of paper. They've printed the whole thing off and they tell me it's school. And I remember that day and I was, I was heartbroken. And what made it all worse was I was like moving away from Malaysia to go back to, to New Zealand because my grandfather was dying. A lot of shit was going on. So yeah, he we ended up breaking up, and at the time I felt awful. I was like, "This is my first love. Is this what all boys do?" And yeah, thankfully no. That's the only time I've had any kind that I'm aware of. Although my ex, <laughs> I'm suspicious. Oh shit! But yeah, it did cause like a huge amount of trust issues for me, yeah. especially that I'm getting over now. And it, looking back on it, it's not that huge of a deal. Like he didn't sleep with anyone. But at the time, but at the time, but it's still it was the awful. principle of yeah. the fact that someone would betray your trust and, and then, just like and then toss the trust me away in the trust process. One of the main things in a relationship. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Because I think it is quite common, and I know from living both in London and here, I've had many. Um, instances where I've been chatting to guys or they've got my number or whatever and then I've later found out they have been in a relationship or they are in a relationship sorry not being they are in a relationship oh my god so they wanted you to be the mistress to me 
unbeknownst to me they hadn't told me i mean oh one time God. in london i was out and i was chatting to this guy and i thought he was really into me he was took my number we were going to go for a drink everything it was only until a couple of his friends came up and were like by the way so we're on a um stag night which is like a bucks night um and he's a stag no he's getting married and i like literally felt sick put my drink down walked away oh and then me God. and my housemates stalked him after and found all these engagement photos Shit. of him and his fiance ew yeah oh yuck what a f so it'd be a definite no from me. I, you, would, you would never I'd go back out. to someone. It'd just be so hard to trust. Fair enough. Before we head off, Sammy, you received an interesting message from a listener after last week's show. Yeah, I Ooh. love having having listener interaction, even when it's semi-negative. And this actually comes from a friend of mine, yeah. um, Aiden. He listens every week and he often sends me some feedback. But last week we talked about Nikki tutorials. Yeah. And I posted the devil's advocate question um now that we know that she's trans and she's powerful is it her responsibility to now be an advocate he was really annoyed oh, he, no. he annoyed came, with you yeah, or? Uh, he he knows who i am so he was like i know you don't think that but he was annoyed at the devil's advocate question altogether he said he hated the devil's advocate situation about representing trans community due to a position of power he said, absolutely not. It's equivalent to him being representative of people with anxiety disorders or white men or, or some shit saying you're obligated to be representative of Maori people. If people want to represent that community and make it a conscious part of their identity, go for it. But fuck, part of the issue of being trans is that everyone expects so fucking much of you when maybe you don't give a flying fuck about any of it and just want to be your identified gender and just leave it at that. And it feels like this YouTuber in a nutshell and she can never ever have that now because dumbasses who want to apply their, their annoying identity politics bullshit, positive or negative, onto her when all all she wants to do is talk about makeup. Wow. Yeah, it was a big one. That a is a big message. one. And I, I understand what he's saying. The only reason we ever talk about these devil, devil's advocate questions is because we have to talk about all sides of the argument. Mm -hmm. And I think that yeah. when we did talk about it, um, we did come to that conclusion. Like, she doesn't have to do that. That's, yeah, and that's I think also, past. you know, in the world and stuff, it's good to sometimes to explore the debate and explore the sides that you maybe don't want to explore or that are a very different opinion yeah. to you because sometimes you can understand more about other people and when things are so polarizing, sometimes it enables you to see things from different perspectives, even if you don't agree with them. Yeah. So I think that's really important. But in, it, yeah. And in I, today's society especially because there is so many opinions flying around. Yeah, and I, I, I genuinely appreciate the feedback, so please keep it yeah, coming in. Yeah, and it's in. good to sit, hear other people's opinions and what you guys think. And Yeah, and you had some positive uh, feedback, yeah, didn't you, Katie? Yeah, I had some positive feedback. So um, we had a message from Riley, actually, about being single, and um, she sent me some really good advice saying that she had also experienced ghosting and had a horrible experience there I'm um, on her second birthday he forgot to get me a present and when I mentioned it he in the car he pulled into Dan Murphy's and bought a cheap bottle of champagne Ugh. ew anyway she said it was a horrible experience but I am now with a guy and have been with him for almost five years so don't lose hope which was That's very nice, nice don't and encouraging hope Katie. Yeah. yeah it's good to hear all right, thank you so much for joining us this week on Pop Fix, your weekly fix of pop culture news. Make sure you hit subscribe wherever you get your podcasts like iTunes and Spotify. And please, as we mentioned before, give us a five-star rating if you enjoyed the episode. And if you haven't already, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We are at Pop Fix Podcast. And we've also got our Facebook group, which has the same name. And Sama and Katie, where are you on Instagram? Underscore Sama Rose underscore. 
And I am at Katie Rachel Moore. And you can find me at Money Dixit. We'll be back next week with a new episode. Chat to you then. Do you, do you.